And thank you, Courtney Miller. Yes, it is time for the Australia Desk for episode 204. I'm Steve Vischer, of course, and as we mentioned last week, Grant McHeron is somewhere at the end of a mobile phone line. So, uh, Grant, are you there? Yeah, mate, I'm uh, mostly here, yes. Because we're relying on uh, wonderful mobile phone technology, we thought we'd better bring in one of our other members of our team, Max Flight's favourite Australian, in fact, Anthony Simmons. How are you, mate? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Steve and Grant. How are you? And how is the view from the lounge as we speak on this Carbon Tax Sunday? It's absolutely glorious. I've got no carbon and I've not paid any tax. Of course, our listeners have been hearing me carry on and moan for a long time about the uh, carbon tax and its impending arrival. Well, here it is. I got up this morning and you know what? It was freezing here in Melbourne, so I think the carbon tax is working well. Uh, It's it's, uh, We're all freezing. I'm more freezing than you are because I'm here in Mildura in the middle of nowhere flying balloons, so I'm doing my bit for the carbon tax by burning lots of it. (laughs) There you go. Now, Grant, tell us where you are and what you've been up to today. Far northwest corner of the state of Victoria. Definitely not the middle of Australia, but it's a lot of scrubland and a lot of farmers trying very hard to raise grain on sand. Uh, A lot of the soil here is very sandy, but lots of big, wide open spaces, which is great for coming down and flying hot air balloons. Uh, Absolutely wonderful time. Had the first flight this morning. It was a bit windy, but uh, the winds dropped just as the sun came over the horizon, so we got in the air. And uh, yeah, we were doing up around 60 kilometres an hour, which is reasonably fast for a balloon, and uh, landed at about 25 kilometres an hour, which doesn't sound like much until you realise you have no wheels. So you drag along the ground. I think we we dragged for about 20 metres. It was a hilarious fun. Me getting back, clocking up some hours and uh, getting current again. Absolutely. Well, it's good to see you back in the air, Grant. And uh, also, back in the air for some part of the last 12 months, at least, is Tiger Airways. Actually, did you know, guys, it's the uh, one-year anniversary since they were grounded? Has it been that long? It's been that long, and uh, they've marked the anniversary by announcing that uh, they're going to create 150 new jobs and put on some additional routes. Not to Adelaide, as we mentioned last week, but uh, Anthony, what do you think? Maybe you should hop on one of their new Sydney Gold Coast flights. I know how you love to travel. Oh, look, absolutely. And I know they're going to uh, do the Sydney Gold Coast from today. And they're expecting that they're going to get uh, 1,400 passengers a day going through these two airports. And uh, I just can't see it happening, to be perfectly honest. It's uh, the uh, extra flights that they're talking about between Melbourne and Sydney which is uh, going to bring their schedule up to 11 daily return services. That's just, I don't think, possible with the number of aircraft they've got. Now, Anthony, uh, of course, you're a man of high culture and all the rest of it, and you like to fly on uh, classy airlines like Emirates, for example. Do you think we could ever see you flying on an ultra-low-cost carrier such as Tiger Airways? Do you think they would serve the cheese board that you would require? Uh, no, look, probably they wouldn't have the cheese board or the degustation board that I quite uh, particularly enjoy. But uh, I have, I will admit, flown Ryanair over in Europe. And that was a very, shall we say, interesting and eye-opening experience. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Grant, uh, I don't think I'd survive. I think I'd rather go balloon flying with Grant than flying Ryanair. Which is saying something because I know how much you're scared of balloon flights, Mr. Vischer. I'm not scared of them. I'm just a realist, Grant. I'd rather just stay on the ground unless I've got, you know, a Lycoming engine in front of me and wings out either side. <laughs> I, think the, I think the in-flight catering on a balloon would probably be better than Ryanair. <laughs> oh, oh, that's scary. <laughs> well, guys, I've got to say, with, uh, with Tiger going from Melbourne to Sydney, I've just heard that they've uh, introduced $10 per person fares per, per route, which is really interesting. 
given that not too long ago they were saying they weren't going to do any of these super discount fares anymore and they were going to focus on things like IT and check-in on the web and things like that to win people over, not uh, going for a race to the bottom to low price. Yeah, well, of course, all airlines say that, but we know that's not the uh, not the case. When it comes down to numbers, it's not the dollars they charge, it's their percentage of market share. And according to an article here by our friend uh, Ben Sanderlands here on crikey.com.au, Tiger Airways was claiming to hold 6% of the domestic market at the time they were granted. At the moment, they only hold half of that at 3%. So uh, that's the number they need to boost. They need backsides in those seats and uh, you know they need people sampling their product. And uh, you know one would hope that they've improved that product over the last 12 months. They're certainly assuring us that that's the case. But uh, Grant, as you said, they said they wouldn't be getting back into this war. But then again, you know, ultra low cost carrier, that's what they are. So cheap fares is what they're going to promote. And uh, the problem, of course, with uh, all of these airlines, and it's not just, uh, you know, specific to Tiger, it's all the other add-on charges that come with the $10 fare that's going to bump it up to about the same price as everybody else. It's one of the standard things, as I've said, is that I've actually flown uh, for the price of a paper from Hamburg to uh, Gatwick Airport in the UK. And the charges made it uh, more expensive than if I'd actually hired a car. Oh, wow. Yeah, we're not quite that bad, but we're working on it at times. Because don't forget, you can hire the car in Australia, but to, uh, you know, you've got such a long distance between any, any major capital that it's going to take you 10 hours to drive it anyhow. Well, uh, some people that were taking a long time to check in, in fact, you couldn't have picked a better day for uh, Tiger Airways to be uh, getting into the PR market because uh, their competitor, and I guess everybody's competitor in the Australian market, Qantas, they are inexorably linked to the Amadeus system, and it had a worldwide crash today. So uh, lots of delays checking in today for Qantas passengers and many of them very unhappy, understandably. I'll bet. We have actually reported on this before. I think it was a couple of years ago that Qantas had a collapse of their Amadeus system. From memory, it was a couple of years when they had a big outage and uh, Virgin had their outage a few years back. That was back in uh, in 2010. And the Qantas uh, outage was not too far around separated from that one. So, oops, once again, Amadeus going down. That's not a good look for what is supposed to be a rock-solid major support for any big international airline. Now, what's interesting, and you'll be surprised to know that I found this uh, by Twitter is that uh, Quant has actually announced on Twitter that global issues with Armadale's system affecting check-in as issues has been resolved and ports will be back online shortly. We're sorry for the inconvenience. Doesn't that make everything better? Well, I've got to say, in terms of uh, Qantas doing things in the social media and online with Twitter, it beats the heck out of their uh, little thing that they had just after the grounding, saying, what's your idea of the perfect Qantas holiday? (laughs) I can think of a country that doesn't have uh, carbon tax. Well, actually, that's every other country except for us. Uh, Let's see, uh, Fiji. Oh, no, New Zealand doesn't have a carbon tax. They've got an ETS. They've got an ETS, and look what it's doing for their economy. Anyway, let's not go on (laughs) with that. Let's talk about another Pacific uh, nation, and that's Fiji. We've been talking a lot lately about Air Pacific, the flying fruit tingle and uh, their financial woes amongst other things, but uh, according to this article this week in australianaviation.com.au they're actually turning a profit. Yeah, who knew? The flying fruit tingle actually turned around and made a profit. Uh, It's not a huge one, but well done. Congratulations to the guys. Uh, We'll see how they go with the rebranding and uh, the new livery and see if they can keep this happening, but they they have been saying over the last two or three years that they've been making changes, turning things around, and it looks like the results are 
result, the, the results of all that hard work are good. Yep, a profit this financial year of uh, $16.5 million Fiji dollars, which is about $9 million Australian. A turnaround from last year where they had an operating loss of $3.7 million Fiji dollars, which is roughly $2 million Australian dollars. Uh, that's a profit there, Grant, on a revenue of uh, $645.9 million. That's 16% up on last year. So they must be doing something right. And uh, I tell you what, mate, have you ever flown on Air Pacific yourself, Anthony? Oh, I certainly have. I've actually flown to Fiji on Air Pacific. It was about 10 years ago and I flew on them and it was the same aircraft in both directions and it was, it was exactly the same meals in both directions. Uh, I'm not going to comment on the meals, I'll merely comment on the flight. <laughs> well, that's about everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. Uh, i tell you what, if people want to find out more about Max Flight's favourite Australian, you can go to playingcrazydownunder.com and click on the tab Who We Are and you'll find a nice photo of Anthony Simmons sitting in the lounge somewhere. I think that one was taken at Melbourne Airport, wasn't it, mate? It certainly was at Tullamarine. Telemarine on one of your, even though we call you the infrequent flyer, the truth is you do a lot more flying than Grant and I. And we envy you for it, sir. Yes. Well, I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to clock up more flights this week than you normally do in a, in a month, Anthony. Uh, well, don't worry. You're not going to uh, achieve that goal because uh, in just about uh, a fortnight's time, I'm flying from Melbourne to Cairns, Cairns to Brisbane, and then Brisbane to Melbourne. Oh, bother. And I'm sure that will generate a lot more material for your uh, semi-regular segment on Playing Crazy Down Under, which is the view from the lounge. Grant, oh, uh, certainly will. Grant, uh, i tell you what, uh, they reckon they have favourite Australians. Who's your favourite American? My favourite American? Oh, that'd have to be Kelly Johnson, the leader of the Skunk Works. Came up with more great designs than many others. Yeah, so I'll tell you what, my favourite American is uh, not Dan Webb, and it's not Rob Mark, and it's not even Simba, it's Clint Eastwood. Oh, really? Yes. There is not a cooler man on the face <laughs> of the earth, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Go ahead. Who was my favourite American? It was either George Washington or Max Flight. And to be perfectly honest, Max is going to get the dollars any day. Absolutely. Well, I reckon we could push this segment out to about 25 minutes today, boys. Oh, I know. I think Max is going to be really happy having all his dulcet tones of the uh, simo here. I can guarantee you that won't be the case because Max, like me, is an editor of podcasts. So we're going to sign it off here. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. And I've been Anthony Simmons. And hi, thank you for listening to The View from the Lounge.